All right, we're back on We're Live, pal. Double G here with Andrew Zarian. And Andrew, as you can see, I'm in the Christmas spirit here with my ugly sweater, my 49ers ugly sweater, the 10 and 4 San Francisco 49ers, uh, representing them with my mug as well. But uh, it is the Christmas week, and uh, I want to hear about it, man. What are the kids asking for Christmas? Like, what, what's what's oh, number everything. one on the list here? It's everything. It's everything you could imagine. Uh, my son loves like Batman, so like everything Batman, everything comic books for him. Well, that's that's easy my, for you. That that's right, easy, right in your wheelhouse. Really, my wheelhouse. My daughter is really into gymnastics right now because she takes gymnastics, so she wants gymnastics stuff. It is, you know, I, I feel like it was so much more simpler when. I was younger because it was always like that the hot commodity that everybody wanted. Now it's like there's like 5,000 million different things these kids are interested in. So it's not like, you know, like we were all into wrestling. The reason why I got into wrestling is because I had cousins and I went mm-hmm. to their house and they had these guys, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, who doesn't want a male stripper as a toy? <laughs> you know, who doesn't want this? So. I, uh, you know, like I got into it and, and that was the thing. Everybody did one summer, one, one year, everybody wanted, uh, wrestling toys. And the other year you wanted the X-Men figures and the other year, you know, it's how it was. So right now I'm, I'm, I, my wife did all of it. So yeah. I'm very lucky with that. The only thing I'm struggling now is buying everybody else gifts. That's mm-hmm. my big struggle. So you, you, you brought up a, a really interesting point there with, wrestling related christmas gifts when we were kids what like like did your wrestling figure collection just explode one christmas because your parents went in on 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 some figures because mine did but mine were actually older than those figures that you have mine were the uh the 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 big rubber ones where I think I got like ten of them you know in in one Christmas. But what what are some wrestling related gifts that you received over the years that you can remember? Dude, I'll tell you right now the the best one uh, had to when I was a kid had to have been the WWF ring the blue one uh-huh. the blue ring with the steps and the belt. I mean that was like the ultimate gift, right? And then probably later on was the video games. Hmm. Uh, it, it probably was, I would say, uh, d- uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000 on, on N64, which is, mm-hmm. you know, interesting to talk about now, uh, almost 30 years later, because essentially the AEW video game that's coming out is kind of loosely based on the gameplay of, of how much fun and easy th- that series of games were. Yeah. Uh, but does it have Mercy to look the big. same? That's my problem. I know. It kind of does can look, look the a little, same. Yeah. Can it look a little better than than what it... You know what? I, I don't want... I, I'm not... I know this is veering off the subject, but I don't really... Like, I don't want a live simulation game because I'm old now. And yeah. I I have not played the SmackDown games or, or any, you know, or the 2K games in years. So, for me, it's like I'm behind. Make it easy for me. Make it fun. Now, could could the graphics get a little better? I'm cool with the cartoonish graphics. Just, yeah. you know, improve a little bit. We'll see. I mean, we don't even have a release date for this thing. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, here's mine. And people can actually yeah, look, the, look this up uh, on Google here. If you do a search for Hulk Hogan weightlifting set, you are taken to oh an God. eBay link. This thing is $400 on eBay. Oh, my It God. is a... It is a box of two 
they're probably two and a half or, or five pound dumbbells. There's like a little workout uh, manual and there's a tape. And from what, from my recollection, what the tape played was the song that just went dun 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 like it was just it was just like for ten minutes long just that song just going and going and going. That's my recollection of of this weight set. But yeah, I think I want to say Christmas of '86 or something was when I got that weightlifting set from for from Santa. This was this was a big hit for me. My Russell buddy. This is my original Russell buddy. So what year is this from 89 has to be Tonka made it like has to be like 89, 90. This was a huge. I mean, we all had this. Uh, I never wanted the warrior one, but I wanted the Ted DiBiase one because he was in his green outfit, not the black outfit. <laughs> that was like a big deal. And then the second set, you had LOD and you had like everybody else. But like this was the, this was it for me. This yeah. was the best thing. I I mean. Like my son now does like suplexes on this thing, which is really cool to see, you know? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Okay, so we might as well talk about some uh some stuff. Th- though I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna get any wrestling related gifts today. I did show my wife a photo. I was like, I don't like any real wrestling gear. Like I don't like the shirts. I don't, you know, I I just wear the old school ones that I wear, but I said, you know, there's this hoodie. And it would really match nicely with my uh, patent leather Jordan 11s. And it's oh, a nice. sweatshirt called. Hold on. Which, which the... Jordan 11s do you got? Well, hold on. Which ones? Uh, hold on. Let me get them. Oh, these are the brand. These are the newest ones I got. Okay. I got to see these. Because I got. I have a Jordan 11 collection at this point here. So so it's. Oh, the, yeah. Those the are mine. Pat- the same ones I got. Yeah. yeah the patent leather low 11s. Yeah, I love now, those. For the 11s, for me, if it has the leather upper. That's the one that I like. I don't like the meshy upper because sometimes it yeah. can snag on stuff and then it it doesn't look as nice. But um, but yeah, so I was like, you know, there's this twist. And so she's like, what does we the ones mean? And I was like, I don't know. Everyone else is the twos and we the ones. And she was like, <laughs> I, I don't really get it. But anyway, she's like, nope, too, too, too late. You told me too late. I'm not getting. So I was like, uh, you know, if you see a package of a sweatshirt show up uh, on the doorstep. Don't get too surprised. Um, but yeah, you know, wrestling wrestling gifts are, are fantastic. Uh, but let's move on. Let's actually talk about some pro wrestling that has been going on. So I think, I don't know, this was about August. This was sometime in the summer. One Andrew Zarian on this very show made the mention that uh, Jonah Rock, a.k.a. Bronson Reed, was possibly coming back to WWE. And it happened last night on Monday Night Raw during the uh, Miz and Dexter Loomis uh, ladder match. So you're going to give yourself a little back pat for that? Nice job there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Well, it was pretty easy because I I was told, you know, (laughs) we really want to have him back. <laughs> uh, listen, I think when he was released, also there was a lot of conversations as to why certain people were, were released. Yeah. There was a lot of people disagreeing with a lot of the releases. Uh, he was one of those because he was, you know, he was very dominant in NXT. They were building him up, obviously, and they were going to do a lot with him on the main roster. And then he got cut, and that was it. But you know, he was on that list. Karrion was on that list. There's, a, there's still, I mean. Tegan, I, you know, we we ha- we've seen people come back, obviously, but you sense that there's the more. One- 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because I I don't want to name the names, but I can tell you that you know people that are possibly leaving AEW or want to leave AEW. Uh, I know that there's a lot of not that not that there, there's contract tampering happening or anything like that. I have no idea, but I do know that they are very interested in rebuilding a lot of established talent that was let go. Uh, especially, you know, like I'll throw a name and, and I'm just throwing this out there. I don't want it to be reported, but like Andrade is a name mm-hmm. <clears throat> that they let go for whatever reason. But, you know, w- would they benefit by having Andrade on TV? Yeah, 100 percent. They would. How, you know, Malachi is another one. How would they use Andrade any differently than they used him in the past, which was poorly? Well, how is AEW using him? I think poorly. AEW is not using him greatly at all, but I imagine some of that is because of his very outspoken wanting to go back to WWE. Like, why would yeah. you push the guy? Yeah. Right? Well, you know what it is, though? You have, you have to also remember who's in charge now, right? Not not you, but everybody, right? Uh, he's, he's a hunter guy. Yeah, Hunter no, found him. Hunter took that mask off of you know Hunter. He he put him in that stupid tuxedo outfit for a while in NXT, and it <laughs> wasn't going anywhere. And it really got you know. And then he blew up. You know the guy is super talented. He has size. He has the look. Um, yeah, I'm a giant fan. He, I, I completely agree uh, I am with too. you about that because during his NXT run, I thought he was awesome. I was like, this guy is so great. And we need that, you know, that that uh, Hispanic star, the Mexican star. He, he but, you know, that they Vince didn't see him that way. And then, like you said, in AEW, he hasn't really knocked him dead either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all about who will get behind you. And, and Hunter, uh, Listen, Hunter, they, they had Paul, three, they had they have another They had two t- really big Hispanic stars and they put him in as a tag team. Los Lotharios, right? Yeah, they can put they could. He could just immediately be put with those guys, too. If you if you yeah. bring them in, um, but I, I think it's very interesting when you look at this roster and you look at what they've been doing and you look at the people they brought back and some of them are not working, obviously, in that company. It's, it's a discussion. We saw the reports that some of these people are not working. They're just sitting in limbo right now. And I think Hunter's trying to figure out, OK, what's the next piece for next year? But there are key people that he would love to have back in that company. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're available or not, that, that's that's a whole separate issue. But as far as the discussions go with, you know, okay, what's the focus? How do they want to do this? I know for a fact, NXT, they want to revamp it this year. 100% they want to revamp it. It's not going to be the same old developmental that that we saw with, with the, you know, with the, with the Nickelodeon set that we got for like a year. They want to revamp this thing into becoming something that they could tour with and make some sort of money with if they can. And, and to to have people that maybe, you know, it's no longer about getting them ready for TV. I think the approach that they, they, they want to take here is, okay, who do we have that could become a big driver for this show? Because they got a two-hour time slot on USA. And mm-hmm. USA's expectation is to be in the 600s to 700s as far as the viewership goes. Here's you a know, question. Maybe. Yeah. So, you... NXT, what does WWE get from USA for NXT a year? Like twenty million or something? I can't remember the number. I, I literally had this discussion with somebody last week uh, over dinner, and I, I can't remember what that number. It's not. It's not like a crazy high number, but it is. They are getting paid for it because what I wonder is, and this is how I've always looked at NXT, which is it's on TV. 
It's not developmental to me because it's on television and they are making money with this show. So I'm going to yeah. grade it like it's a pro wrestling show. I'm not going to give it any benefit of the doubt because it has younger workers. But I wonder if some of that drives to go like, oh, you know, our deal is coming up on on USA and, and on Fox. Now, I don't know if the NXT d- deal is up at the same time as Raw is, but like they may just go, oh, you know, we if we can raise these ratings a little bit, maybe we get more. Maybe we get sixty million a year for this show, which costs nothing to produce because we produce it in our in in, in our home gym, and you know the talent yeah. gets paid nothing really. You know, just the I'm talking about the actual NXT talent, not the folks who come back from the the main roster. That could that's like a big money maker for them, and it costs them almost nothing to produce. So I wonder if that kind of backing up what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the cost of production is a- astronomically low. Bottom of the barrel, like Showtime boxing, for example, right? Uh, like a not a main fight, nothing big is around $400,000 to produce, you know, and that's like the cheapest. So imagine what AEW is. I know AEW is upping that production. They're going to be doing some changes in January so that, that there's more, uh, you know, cost to production there. But NXT, you're right. It's in their warehouse. It costs them nothing. Those cameras are fixed. You know, you're not paying top dollar for the producers. You're, it, this is a learning place. So as far as having a two hour time slot on USA that costs you very little and it gets your product out there and you're getting 700,000 viewers, I think that's fantastic for them. But, you know, what would it mean to a guy like Ricochet to go down there and have a run? Right. We see the new day with the titles over there. That's not that's not traditional. That's not developmental. Yeah. You know, so the approach is shifting here with that company. Um. I, I think this is all going to play in play in part. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're going to see names that you, you know, that I don't know if you're going to be surprised, but you're going to see some established names return to WWE and possibly NXT. I think NXT, they're going to get some names. Yeah. And and if people want to see the clip of Andrew Zarian talking about Bronson Reed going back to WWE. Uh, it's retweeted on our Twitter page at WLPF4W. And it was found by MG Geek. He, he, he like found it fast too. You know, I keep him in a vault and I bring him out for these moments and I put him right back in. That's how yeah, it works like, with him. I felt like it was like an hour or less, and he just had the clip ready to go. I was like, you got it. He's like, I'll find it. No worries. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, okay, so what do you think about the storyline that they are pushing uh, on all WWE TV? And it's a giant, it, was, it was like more, they pushed it on Raw yesterday than they even pushed it on SmackDown uh, the week before, though. That, it didn't come out until the, the end of the show, but that, that just shows they're using Raw to push this storyline as well, which is John Cena comes back to SmackDown on December 30th to tag team with Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. And uh, Dave last night on Wrestling Observer Radio said that they've moved 4,000 tickets since that announcement. 4,000 tickets and... Some of these AEW shows for Dynamite aren't even selling 4,000 tickets. And John Cena by himself for this giant match against, you know, what is the best storyline going today with the bloodline? 4,000 tickets in just a handful of days. That's amazing. Yeah, actually, uh, let's see. Yeah, for I mean that's tremendous. They've they've done. Listen, he's a big draw. He's one of those names to to a lot of people. 
uh, he's the Hogan of that era. They grew up on John Cena. He is Hulk Hogan. If you're in your early 20s, that's who you had. Like, I had Hogan. I had Warrior. You, I mean, that's what we grew up on. But yeah. Uh, and then you had Austin and Rock, but the reality is he is he is as big uh, as those guys, if not yeah. bigger to, in, in, to some people. So I, I'm not surprised that he's moving tickets. You know, two people that came out of that era in WWE that were that were very uh, that their draws. It's him and Punk, and we saw that AEW have tremendous success with CM Punk being on a card. I still think he would they would have tremendous success if he was on the card. They would be selling out better. I mean, I don't know if they're going to sell 4,000 more seats. Probably not because he was there for a while. But uh, there's definitely a dip on the AEW side. So you have two guys. One, not as popular as the other one, but still a draw. I think for Cena. And Cena has a mainstream crossover. WWE loves that. He's a he's a Disney guy now. I, uh, he's a, is he no, a DC guy now. Yeah. Warner Brothers. So... I, I think I am I surprised for that. Yeah, I'm a little surprised considering it's the end of the year and things kind of slow down. But, you know, just further proves the power of John Cena and, and the magnitude of his draw. When people ask, you know, why did why was this guy on top for so long? Why didn't they turn? This is exactly why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he means he means a lot on a uh, on on the basis of like he comes back for like the one or two big matches a year. He He means a lot to them. He means more than Brock does on a on a show to show basis for sure. Um, probably only third to Rock and Austin, right? As far as who is uh, you know what his box office power is on a on a match per match basis. So, yeah. and, and you know, Dave and I talked about this uh, a couple of different times, and you and I have had this conversation too, which is WrestleMania. If the stars are aligned and they can bring everybody in who they want to bring in, Rock and Austin included, and we'll we'll segue to talking about Rock here in a second. This is going to be the the biggest, most star-studded WrestleMania ever, I think. Yeah, um, it all depends if they could they could get the deals in place. Uh, we saw Austin last year, which I don't think anybody expected that. You know what's amazing? Dave is the one that reported that story, that Steve yeah. Austin is getting ready to have a match. And on Valentine's amount, Day, is that when is that when he released it? I, I think he said he was on. He was at dinner on Valentine's Day and he got a text and then he reported it that night. That's why he remembers and, the exact date. OK, I mean, it. it and guess what happened? Everybody came out and they said, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. You got fooled, Dave. Even to the day of, I was getting tweets from idiots saying, your boss doesn't know anything. I'm <laughs> using quotes. I'm using hand quotes because that's literally one of the tweets that I got. And I'm like, my boss, Tony? <laughs> not Khan. Leader? I'm like, Tony Leader, that was nothing. Uh, but I, I was like, and then you showed up, and you know what? All these people, all these fools had egg on their face. Uh, you know, Dave is the one that broke that story. I, I think if they are... Well, I was told two things. One was, if there's any way you could go to Rumble, you should. And mm. I, I don't get those too often. Uh, once in a while, I get those. And the other one was, you're definitely going to wrestlemania right i'm like yeah well what are you doing with Dwayne? yeah <laughs> he literally said that and the answer is always the same everybody wants to make this work this yeah. year there's no maybe we should maybe we shouldn't there's none of that exists anymore with with getting this match to go you have created 
or not so much them, but I, I, us, uh, the, you know, us, we've created this little buzz, uh, social media, the fan base, everybody wants to see that match. How yes. do you not? And, and what other, how many times did I get an opportunity to do something like this? What, what was the last match that people really, really, you know, a dream match that people wanted to see? Uh, you know, probably that we never got is Austin and, and Goldberg. That's one Austin and Hogan. You know, that's another. I mean, there's a handful of these matches. But if you are in the position that you're in and you have the amount of money that you have. So, you now you know, it's not a financial issue. You got to put that match together. You got to get Austin in to do something. You got to get Cena to do something. You got to get Lesnar in there. You have to get Dwayne in there because here's a reality. You know, they are a celebrity fight sport at this point. Mm hmm. It is, they want, they want celebrityhood, they want star-studdedness, they want all of that. It, it's a very different philosophy than 10 years ago in that company where, where they would think, you don't want to take that top spot from somebody that's not on your roster, or not, not a, you know, a top guy or whatever, a full-time guy. Now they want, they don't care, they got your money, they got Peacock doing this, they want this to be a big story, they want it all over the press. How are you going to do that for WrestleMania? By having Rock wrestle Roman, by having Steve Austin come back? You know, these are all things that they're planning on doing. I, I've never, I was always told like, well, yeah, we'd like Dwayne, but I did not hear any buts. There's no buts here. It's if he wants to do it, it's happening. It's just a matter of can't, does he want to do it because he has to do it at a hundred percent. There's no doing like, you know, looking, uh, they know he'll look, he'll look great. They know he could do the, do all this stuff, but he wants to be able to perform at that level, especially with Roman. So can he perform at that level? I don't know. I have no idea. Here's a Neither thought. does anybody else. Okay. Let's say you get Rock to show up on, I don't know, what, what, whatever, whichever day for WrestleMania, Saturday or Sunday. What if you could get two days with him? Because they have this thing called the WWE Hall of Fame, which has been really terrible for the last few years when it used to be one of the coolest weekends or when one of the coolest nights for WrestleMania weekend. You know, Dwayne's not in the WWE Hall of Fame yet. They've been waiting. He's not, no. That would be yeah. a nice little twofer to get him well, to do that they're waiting when show. he buys it. When he buys the company, <laughs> there, there that's when go. they'll do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that would be fun to because to, it, would, it would instill a ton of interest back in that show, which no one really cares about anymore. So that would be that, that would be kind of fun. Um, yeah. you know, the Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, who just broke the record for t touring business, uh, for, for, for one single year, something like 430 million or something like that for his tour. Um, lo lots of guys, Brock Lesnar could all, could come back. Austin, um, Cena, and with their current bloodline storyline being as hot as it is. Uh, I think it all kind of if if it if it peaks all at the right, we could be in for something good in in April this year. I'm kind of crossing my fingers because I like it when the business end of stuff and and the creative end of stuff all kind of work together and 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 make wrestling really fun. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm I'm into it. Um, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's talk about something that we have not you and I together haven't had a chance to really talk about, but it is a giant story here is this Vince McMahon thing about Vince wanting back in 
it, it, that that information came out on the same day that the Vince McMahon documentary on Vice w- was debuting, and by design, looks, by the way. Well, I mean, it looks like whoever's leaking all this stuff to the Wall Street Journal, you know, wanted to time it, and because it sounds like you know, it seems like I, I would imagine they don't want Vince back, so. You know, they're trying to cut that one off. But what do you think about that whole thing with this crazy old man just wanting to keep keep involving himself in something that is actually working better than before he left? I wonder if that's kind of getting I, his goat. But here's my question to you. Do you think he sees it that way? I think he believes if I if I if I were him and there's no way I would be him. Um, I think he believes that Hunter is just running his playbook that's what that that's what i think he thinks i would say mostly but i don't believe he thinks it's headed in the right direction i mean but we just talked about where they may be peaking like he literally has to be blind to not see that right well financial are you talking financial or are you talking like creative financially well i mean they're they're all they're it's sort of going in the same direction together right like wrestlemania is their biggest weekend they're on uh they're they're gonna sell more tickets for these two wrestlemania shows than they did in dallas last year uh there's good they're gonna get tons of publicity if if rock comes back everything is moving in the right direction as long as things work i i don't see how he couldn't see that i don't see him coming in as the ceo but, you know, as a consultant, what, what would he do? I mean, he's probably consulting as a now. Producer, I, I mean, I would imagine he is. Yeah, he's. <laughs> but, but, you know, like Royal Rumble's coming up, right? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to be, you know, Shane? WrestleMania's Shane. coming up. Well, we tried Shane. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's, it's not, I don't think it's going to be like, well, Vince is back. I think he's going to like slowly. Get in. He's driving around that that building in his Bentley all day long. Apparently, he's honking they, his horn. He throws garbage out, just causes a muck. Okay, what if, what if Vince goes? All right, all right, all right. I'm not going to come back, but you need to put me in the WWE Hall of Fame this year. I don't think he wants to be in it. Isn't that always the thing? He doesn't want to want to, you know, for, for a guy, he, he has all these like weird rules about himself, which is I always find fascinating for a guy that's been on television and in the spotlight for like forever, you know, most of his 40 years or so. He really is not a I need to be on TV guy. So I find that interesting. Listen, I I think the company's doing much better, but. You know, he's still, he still he controls a lot of he still has a lot of power in that company. Uh, you know, you don't have 80 something percent of, of the stock and yeah, not the voting, have at, the, voting, the power. voting power. And, you know, if WWE is looking to sell or, or anything like that, you're going to very much want Vince on your side. OK, now I'm going to put I've been watching some 98 Raw, so I got Vince Russo booking on my brain right now and none of it really makes sense. Uh, what if, bro, <laughs> what if the Hall of Fame this year is one night only Vince McMahon kiss my ass club? 
And they just bring all the people, you know, kind of what they oh did with The Undertaker God. last year, where it was just, you know, building, oh, telling stories about Taker. Now it's telling stories about Vince. And then he gets, he gets the one, you know, he gets to pull one person up to actually do the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. And he's like, we just rehired this guy, <laughs> William Regal. And he's got to do it again. Oh, now he comes up. He's got to do it again. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they'll do. You know, it's a wacky company. It's not a yeah. traditional, I mean, it, they're very corporate now for sure, but I could tell you that there, there are, I, I could say that the, there are people that you would think that would want Vince back, do not want him back. It's yeah. been a much better work scenario for them without Vince. They don't, they don't got to worry about being yelled at. Right, they don't you know, be like worried I, about he, uh, being and I'm saying down like, to. I'm not talking about like Michael Cole not wanting him back to get yelled at. You know, I'm not not. I'm saying like key people, like to, not that Michael Cole's not a key person. I I all the respect to Michael Cole because I think he's been doing much. I like this version of Michael Cole. You know, you know what, the last you know what I would love has been very good. I, I've I've always said because people have always asked me like how come you don't try and work for WWE? I was like, why would I? I like the company that I'm working for, but. I would like to be hired. If I ever worked for them, I would like to be hired in one role and one role only. And that is the person who passes Michael Cole notes so that he sounds halfway smart about other things going on in professional wrestling and wrestling history. That's a good gig. That would be my role. Yeah. I'll just be yeah. passing him notes or I'll be in his headset. Okay. Yeah. They, they wrestled once in New Japan. Uh, and, and then he's got to tell the, the story of the history of what's going on. They need to compile... A, a like series of all the times Michael Cole has had to call wrestling without Vince in his ear. And you can call like Michael Cole unplugged. I'm stealing that from Sandman in our chat room. Michael Cole go. unplugged on Laserdisc. And it's just Michael Cole's <laughs> best plays. Michael Cole in Japan. Michael Cole calling an ECW match. Michael Cole. I mean, just random Michael Cole moments, you know, and I don't, I, I don't he never called an ECW match, but maybe he did an ECW. I don't know. But anytime that he was not in his ear, I'm into yeah. it. No, I, I'm digging. Uh, I'm digging the chat here. So, uh, uh, yeah, I like I like that. There's some there's some wacky uh, ideas going on in there that I will not repeat. I like but. that. Michael Cole unplugged. Yeah, and uh, it's somebody a two from box France. Set. Get it now. Somebody from France said uh, that they're that they're hanging out with us. So I love it on Twitch. Um, okay, cool. so so did you watch this documentary that Brian and Dave were also on? Yes, I did. What, I, I loved seeing Dave and Brian on there. I thought Russo looked great on there. Uh, I think he, he came off positive uh, opposed to, you know, like the negativity that he gets generally. Uh, not my opinion. I'm just stating before he yells at me in my DM. Uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, the one thing he didn't say, though, which is his what? go-to line. Bro. If I, can be, if I could be honest with you. I bet you he said it, and then they just eliminated. They it took it out. That he said. Listen, it, yeah. I I say listen a lot. I don't know if it's yeah. like a northeast thing, and I try to you, cut you it and out. Max Caster. Yeah, it's you and Max Caster. Listen, man. listen, listen. I get it from my dad. It's like it's like a like a Persian thing. You know, he'll be like, listen, 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 all the time. <laughs> listen. Um, I thought I thought you know Dave and Brian were great. I did not care for the documentary. I don't either. think it was I, it wasn't at the same level as and, and I love those guys. You know, they do a good job. The Tales of the Territory. I did not really get into. Um, I, have so, I have like almost all of them still left on my DVR. I, like I, no, I, I just couldn't get into it. I thought the, I thought Dark Side of the Ring was great. I got very much into that. I thought 
generally all their episodes were solid. I, I can't remember like a terrible one, but it just it was a lot of reused footage and clips. And it was like a very uh, not a deep dive whatsoever. No. And, you know, were they playing it safe? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they they didn't really give me any big revelations that I didn't know of. Um, but if you don't know the Vince McMahon story, you know, and everything that happened over the last couple of months, maybe maybe you found it interesting. I just I, I was actually surprised by the lack of oomph that it had. It was lazy to me. When you okay, use yeah, okay, so much yeah. of your previous clips and content, that means you don't have anything. And they were trying to shoehorn every little piece of dark side into this story so that they didn't have to do any original reporting, which is their it's their right. It's their footage, right? It's yeah. their work. Yeah, but listen, you got Dave Meltzer on there, you got Brian Alvarez, you have you have Vince Russo, a guy that worked with him very closely. Uh, and yeah. Vince is not afraid to speak up against, you know, and say things that aren't popular about Vince, uh, Vince Russo about Vince McMahon. Same thing with same thing with Dave and same thing with Brian. I mean, you know, I, very different people, but still very um, comfortable being honest about how they feel. And they didn't really use a lot of it. They 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 like the buzz phrases. They really chopped it up. I don't know if a different production. I don't know if different person was involved. I I, I, I don't think it was terrible. I, it just mm-hmm. wasn't for me. Uh, I do have a little bit of insight in this. Uh, I talked to somebody who was sort of tangentially related to it, and he said that um, originally it was going to be a little bit different, and they were going to deep dive a little bit more into like early in his life, or at least that was one of the ideas. And the idea that they chose was not not uh, necessarily the one that he thought what, what was for the best, but you know it, it is it is what it is, and you know there was a lot of people who didn't want to do it as well, who did not want to be interviewed for this thing for whatever reason. Um, there's a laundry list uh, of folks who were asked and and who did not do it. So I think some of that was that maybe they thought that they didn't have enough uh, star power to do it the uh, the way that they originally thought. But um, you know the person who comes out as the star of this thing, I think. And it's not because I, I enjoy this person as a human and I, you know, and I, I'm essentially on his website right now, but Brian Alvarez is going to get asked to do a lot more stuff. If, if people are, are watching this thing closely, well, he's he great. Awesome. He's got yeah, Brian was baby really face. You know, the other thing is Brian is, isn't a it crazy that Brian is like 76 years old. Isn't that the <laughs> most wild fact about Brian? <laughs> Brian is a is a professional orator, right? He's been doing podcasts and audio since, you know, at least daily since like 2005, or at least almost daily. The guy is so good at not saying um, not pausing awkwardly because he's trying to think. He can think and speak at the same time. And for television, he came off really well. And I was so impressed with him and uh, just thought, I thought he was the whole I thought he was like the best person on the whole thing. And that's someone who was like really close friends with Dave. And I think Dave would tell you the same thing that Brian was the best of the bunch. I thought Brian was fantastic. Um, see, I just ummed you. I just ummed <laughs> you after after you told me I've been listening to Brian since I was 16 years old. You know, I come from the school of wrestling observer radio on IATA. 
that Howard Stern and Leah Laporte, my three influences in in broadcasting. So uh, it's always great to see Brian on there. It's also great to see Dave because yeah. I, I do this every time, dude. I, so I was watching with Jess. And, you know, I you know I partake a little bit and I get a yeah. little little uh, you know little stoned every now and then. And I'm look at, I look at my wife. I'm like. Look, it's Brian. Look, it's Dave. Every time she's like, you just said that like five minutes ago. I'm like, but it's great that they're on TV. I love to see them on TV. We need more Dave. And I go in this whole thing and I tell the whole story about how I connected my 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 tape deck and recorded the Iata shows. Yeah, and yeah. I do this every time. She was so fed up. She walked out the door. Oh, <laughs> I was actually interested in what she thought about the doc. Uh, she did not like it either. She thought it was, she said that there was no substance and and she knows, you know, she's lived this for the last six months with us, you know, the whole process, but she, um, she loves dark side of the ring for someone that's not a wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, I get a ton, a ton of my friends, wives that are not wrestling fans that like the series because it's done like a true crime series more than anything else. And uh, that's a great genre. I'm big into true crime. and I think it's really popular now. I just think this lacked, you know what this reminded me of? Um, outside of Brian and Dave and, and some of the interviews, it was more like an A&E, you know, biography series mm. than anything else. Like, remember the old biography that they used to do in the 90s? I mm-hmm. felt that it was more in line with a with a A&E biography than it was a dark side of the ring. What? Well, OK, so let's let's uh, go apples to apples here. WWE and A&E and, and, and just did a bunch of docs right i mean we saw all those did you find this vince mcmahon one on on the same wavelength worse better than general the the, the general a e ones that we saw over the last couple years um the production on the a e ones were better obviously way better uh, because they had because they had footage and everything but i i, I don't know I, I i gotta check back the a e ones i just i was down on it uh, I thought even even stuff that they did with Vince on Dark Side of the Ring, like any any time that they showed a video or like a picture. One of the greatest photos is him in a speedo from like 1982. <laughs> of I saved that. I that swear one. to God, I caught I, I cropped it and I saved it. It's on my desktop. I swear to you, Wait, I'm not even you joking. He's it. on a boat. What, what I cropped? Did you I cropped crop? it. And, oh, I zoomed in and I and I and I enhanced. <laughs> That's what I mean by cropping. <laughs> I upscaled oh, it, but it's like. You know, that photo you, and the way that it was, it was it was somebody's book. I forgot. I think it might have been Hogan or somebody like they, it was it was in like a f- old school photo album and they literally took a photo of it. And I'm like, who has this in a photo album and why? WWE's table book of photos coming out in 2023. Like, can you like I, I would you know, I don't have pictures of Dave Meltzer in a Speedo jacked up from like 30 <laughs> years ago sitting on my cocktail table. Maybe I should. I don't know. I think I should. <laughs> Maybe you do. I don't know. It was I Linda know. Hogan. There you go. It was a Hogan. And how bizarre is that? It was Linda Hogan's photo album. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that made it even creepier. I, I didn't think it, it could be any be creepier. Weird. And you, you just made it creepier. It'd be great if it was one of the nasty boys. That would have been creepier. Oh, my gosh. All right. We had a little fun there with that story. But, uh, yeah, it's Vince, man. You got <laughs> to have fun with it. Okay, so let's move on to AEW stuff. And, you know, I was really watching this MJF match with Ricky Stark, or Ricky Starks very closely. And the reason why I was watching so closely is because, you know, part of being a champion, uh, especially in a pro wrestling industry today 
where wrestling matches, the expectation is that the matches are, are, are better than, than they've been, right? As far as, you know, the, the, what the fans want and what fans are tuning in for. And one small criticism of MJF over the years is that maybe his wrestling wasn't up to par with his speaking. And I think he sort of took that to heart and he's become a much better professional wrestler since those kind of those criticisms were out there. And so I watched this match with Ricky Stars closely because now MJF has kind of got to be the main event guy, right? He's got to keep it up. He's got to be the top guy from uh, cutting promos. He's got to be the top guy wrestling in these main events. And I wouldn't say he knocked it out of the park with an A+, but I would give him a B-plus for sure. I thought that was a really good match. Ricky Starks is a fantastic babyface. MJF uh, carried his own uh, in the ring, and I was was happy to see it. I I, I was a little worried, but I thought at the end of the day, he, he did a really good job in that match. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh I I was not impressed because he's he's fantastic. Uh I you know, I, I think he's going to have to have a long line of consistently great matches because right now the eyes are on him. It's a lot of pressure. He's 26 years old. He's the world heavyweight champion in that company and that company needs a top champion. So, yes. uh I I think he's I hope that it works. Um l- l- let me ask you this. Hangman's run what did you think mm-hmm. of that as world champion? Do you think not, it was not a, as impressed? It was. Do you think it hurt him in any way? Do you think his stock went down a little bit? Um, I, I think that Hangman, his character was uh, not the character of what you normally see as a top guy. Like he's a little bit more like sensitive and emotional cowboy like that's kind of what it was and i'm not saying that we can't have that because wrestling fans um you know will embrace anything that's good but i I don't know i don't know if he was necessarily booked as strongly i think we were all sort of waiting for cm punk to beat him yeah Uh, it was like like, we also he came in he got a title run at a really bad time you know that MJF stuff was going on. He d- he didn't have a, a long you know a long list of top opponents because of injuries. And uh, I, I I was curious. I was asking. I, I really didn't have an opinion of it. I I think it could have been a lot better than it was. But you know to kind of go back to MJF, I think it's really going to be beneficial for him to have some top guys to work with because you don't want another uh, another you know kind of mid run. To use a term that he uses, yeah, I don't think yeah, we're going to exactly. get that. MJF is fantastic. I, I'm I'm very hopeful that he gets a you know this going to work out. Uh, I know that a lot of people are, especially uh, you know, and also WWE kind of want needs it to work out too, right? If they yep. want him, yep. What what's better for you to have a guy that was a dominant world champion that you threw all this money to, and he came over and he becomes a dominant player now, or do you bring him in as you know a mediocre world champion? What does that do to his stock? He. I, I see this working. It also depends on who's going to take that title off of him and, and where when. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he needs a long run. He can't have a two-month run. The Hangman comparison is a really good one, and I'm glad you brought him up because I I think the world of Hangman as a, as a wrestler, I think he's, he's excellent so do I. in the ring. His character sometimes can leave a little bit to be desired, but then again, on, on Wednesday, I thought he cut an excellent promo about giving some background story as to why he was so mad at Moxley. 
he couldn't remember his son's name for a little while. Like yeah. that's that's what he's going to remember about being knocked out. I thought that was good, but it's one of those things where I think Hangman's second run is going to be so much better. He's going to learn from the things that maybe didn't work. He'll be stronger. He'll sort of learn a little bit how to maybe not get. Uh, I, don't, he, I feel like he kind of got eaten up a little bit by 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 Punk in, in some scenarios as well. Uh, uh, and, definitely, you know, definitely. And they didn't like each hey, other, listen, so that's Garrett, that's the other thing, right? I I I actually, in my mind, if I were to compare Hangman, like I see him as like a Bret Hart type guy, right? I, I don't know. It, it, maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe it's the cowboy thing because Bret Hart was a cowboy. People don't realize this. He cowboy started Bret off Hart? as a cowboy. He was a cowboy. <laughs> um, and then, and then he became he became like a like a like a dictator with the tassels on his shoulders, which I love that. I love the tassels on the on the leather jacket. That was great. Very uh very dictatorish of him. Um, you know, you can if we were to judge him on his first world title run, what what the hell would we say? It was terrible. You mean when he beat Flair second. originally? When he beat Flair, and then he yeah, it wasn't yeah. a great world title run, right? Yeah. He yeah, got I mean, it was, it was Yoko it, stuff, it, and he got and it was it was a, definitely definitely weird time in that company too. Because yes, yeah, I would say it's the same thing for Hangman. It was a really weird time. You got you had Punk. He was injured. Uh, Kenny Omega's out. A guy that you worked with for this title, you know that 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 was a big piece of your your story in AEW. Um, you know, it just it was bad timing all around. Uh, but I, I hope Max doesn't suffer the same consequences because it is a turmoil time, very turmoil, uh, very turmoil. Jesus, I can't think. Uh, very tumultuous time. There you mm, go. That's the word. I'm there looking you go. For. That was an even harder uh, word. The, there, Good that was even a harder word. You know what? My, I had too much coffee. My brain is firing <laughs> right now, so I'm just trying to get all the words out. I'm trying to get all my SAT words out today. Um, I. I you know, if him and Danielson could do something for sure, but who's next? Wardlow, obviously, is going to come into play. And then who takes the title off of him? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a great point. And, you know, I think the one thing I may... Now, I don't know enough about the political, you know, behind AEW and, and how it works and who's friends with who. And I don't know enough about that stuff, but I will say Hangman Page probably needed to be a little bit more shark at times during his his run yeah. uh and, and we know who who came in right cm punk the you know the big time shark and i i do wonder you know with mjf and and kind of how he's dealing with that and then the guys back there you know moxley and and danielson and speaking of danielson looks like he's going to be you know maybe the the first real uh i don't know if it's going to be for the pay-per-view because that's still a long way out for the pay-per-view but uh, or if this is going to peak in in Seattle or whatever, but Danielson, you know, he's gonna looks like he's going to be next, and I think he's the perfect yeah. opponent for MJF. But I have a question for you. So yes. on Wednesday, when Danielson ran out at the end of that match and he raised Ricky Starks's hand, was did he just come directly from the hospital of seeing straight William from Wingo? the hospital? He so was he was there from the for hospital. a while, man. Yeah, just yeah. hanging out with William Regal. And then William Regal's like, peace out. Peace out. I'm going back to I'm going back to New York. I'm out of here. See you guys later. He gave deuces and left. Uh yeah. I you know, here's here's a problem for me, right? And this is the marketer in me. 
Right now, who have you had as your AEW World Heavyweight Champion? You have Chris mm-hmm. Jericho, which is a huge name in pro wrestling. John Moxley, another big name of the 2010s, right? CM Punk, huge name in pro wrestling. Uh, Kenny Omega, uh, probably considered one of the greatest workers of the 2010s. I can't right? wait for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm so excited. Okay. So, and who else am I missing? Uh, Hangman Page, up and coming. You know the 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 home gro- homegrown guy in AEW yeah. because he wasn't in WWE. Five, is that did I get them all? I think so. Okay. Part of this is the marketing around your world title, right? And I know nobody people don't like hearing that, but that is a reality. When you need to add prestige to your title, mm-hmm. you need to have certain people holding that title. Why do you think Bill Goldberg won that Universal title? He was the third person to hold that title. Why? Yeah. Because now you could add a Bill Goldberg to that list and have the footage for the next 20, 30 years. AEW has, and, and listen, they, they've had three years to do this, right? And I think they've done a great job. But some of these guys, you know, a Danielson should be on that list for them. A hundred percent. You will run out of time eventually by, by, you know, just a series of events. So, you have to be strategic on who you put these titles on. That's my my, and this is all leading to Jeff Jarrett getting that world heavyweight championship. <laughs> they need Jeff Jarrett on that world on that list for great marketing. And I great, you can sell the cowboy hat with the world title logo on it. You can sell the, the guitar with the yeah. world title logo on it. But you know what I mean? Like you, you're going to need to put some of these guys in that title picture. Uh, same thing goes for Ring of Honor. You know, Chris Jericho having that title was not for you and me. It wasn't them doing a favor for Chris. It was, wow, we're, we're trying to get a TV deal here. We're trying to bring prestige to this company that a lot of people don't know about other than a hardcore wrestling fan. How do we do that? Here's Chris Jericho. Put the title on him. Here's Claudio. WWE guy. Put the title on him. Some of this is necessary. I'm not saying it in a negative way, but the, on the AEW side, you know, when you when you have Max with that title now, you you can't let it be a short run. Because you want him to have success with it, but you yeah. also have to realize the amount of time you have with certain talent on your roster and to do something with them in that picture. Man, how much would you love to see a Malachi feud? Yeah, I mean, as long as uh, as long as the lights don't go out during every match, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, you'll be fine with it. There you go. And then Sabu <laughs> comes out. There you go. I'm still waiting for that. They need. I, where is Sabu? The lights go out automatically. I'm thinking he's going to show up like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two quick ones before we get out of here and then let people go about their day. Actually, they're not going to go about their day because they're going to watch Lance and and, and Brian after this. There's, I think, who, who, uh, someone else is with them. Is it just, no, it's not Brian, actually, because Brian's gone. It's Lance. Yeah. Lance and, did he, did he made a tweet about this, I think, here? Let me make sure that I can uh, find this. It is Lance and Vinny and Craig. Oh, Oh, nice. okay. That's a nice. Here, 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 here we go. That's a nice show. I'm I screwed up. I screwed up. They're not. They're not it's even after Vinny us. And Craig show. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not after us today. I think this is the Brian and Vinny show, and Lance has taken Brian's spot in the Brian and Vinny show. So I think that Love is. I hope he yells at both all of them there. He better. Yeah. Monday Night Raw ratings came out, Garrett, and one point seven million. It went up. So. Better show for sure, I thought. Number seven in cable for eighteen to forty-nine. Uh they did a point four three for eighteen forty-nine. Not bad. Yeah, because the last couple weeks were 
were uh, not too great. Yeah. Um, okay. Last last two questions for you here, and then we'll get out of here. Thoughts on Action Andretti beating Chris Jericho in the upset of the decade? Very cool stuff. I love seeing stuff like that. They just made that kid's career. He went from, I think he was an MCW. He was the MCW champion. Maryland Championship Wrestling. A lot of good guys have come out of there. Um, my buddy Josh, he's a huge fan of theirs. Uh, listen, man, he's a good-looking kid. He's a you know, good-looking guy, good body on him. Worked really good with Chris. You want to create moments like that. A very unique opportunity to create a moment like that because top guys generally don't want to lose to a guy like him that nobody's ever heard of. You put him on national television in front of a million people and he beat one of the greatest of all time. You got a story there for sure. It worked for it worked for X Pac. It did work for X Pac. But here's a <laughs> yeah. question. Okay, because I, I enjoyed the moment. I thought it was a very cool moment. What are they gonna follow up with? I don't know. That that's is he, that's, is he, that's a whole separate Well, because <laughs> that's that that's why thing. like to me I can't really define it as a as a success if you know, in in two months, he's going to be wrestling on 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 dark, right? Like, I want to see them. Like, let's keep let like that. Let's really make this guy star. Let's see, you know, is he going to win the All Atlantic Championship or is he going to beat another? Per- like, that's what I want to see because or then, you know, let's all really he do is beat Chris Jericho. Yeah, like you could do the Holly Holmes thing. You could do that Holly Holmes Ronda Rousey thing, where like this guy has studied every move Chris makes. He has studied him from the time that he was a child. And he's the only one that he could beat. He can't beat anybody else. He goes up. He beat Chris Shark. Okay, he's going to go up against another world champion. Loses, loses, loses. Chris goes, hi, you see, you're a loser. Goes in a ring. 10-minute match, 15-minute match. Loses. Chris Shark loses to him. He just can't beat this kid. <laughs> you know what? That's a good idea. I like that. That's, I'm that's into hilarious. it. I'm into my own idea. It made me pop. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay, last thing. Lots of people are very intrigued about Sasha Banks going to the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom uh, to show up. Who knows what she's going to do? But uh, just this idea that someone who is uh, a WWE made star uh, came through the ranks, NXT, WWE. She leaves this year unhappy with what's going on. They seemingly don't freeze her contract, which I, I'm still not 100% sure that I understand what happened there. And now she's going to be doing dates for New Japan. What does this mean for her future? Like, what what are you, he- you hearing anything about this? Do you have any thoughts on Sasha Banks and her current wrestling career? Um, I've heard very little uh, about Sasha. I mean, I had heard when she was like, you know, released or they let her out of her contract when Raj reported it. It was I I was able to confirm exactly what he heard. So Raj was 100 percent correct from wrestling. Yeah, I I find I find it very interesting. I You know, listen, she's a wrestling fan. You know, she's not she's not there just to become a celebrity. She's very talented and she will probably become very successful outside of wrestling, too. But. Uh, I would love to see her in Japan because that division needs something, right? It needs that uh, Western crossover, just like how Chris Jericho did for them and the Bullet Club did for them. I think Sasha being there with the women's division and working with them is great. Uh, And it's up her alley, right? It's something that she's going to enjoy doing. But the big question is, does she go to AEW and is she Paige's or or Soraya's tag partner? 
Mm-hmm. That's a big story here. Whether or not on, on January 11th, she is the tag partner. Because if she is, will this be another punk moment for AEW where, you know, you got a big name for a division that needs big names? You got Soraya, it would be you tremendous. got Britt Baker, you got Tony Storm, you have, you know, Sasha if she goes there. You're building this, Jamie Hayter. That's coming up. You're you're building this now with established names and established people that that you know you recognize when you're channel surfing, and part of that game is that, you know, you put on T- TBS and all of a sudden oh, I know her. What is she doing here? This isn't WWE, and then you stick around. Okay. I think she'll she she's she's too young to retire from wrestling, and and I don't see this WWE thing working out. Uh, you know, anything could happen, obviously. But what do you think? <laughs> Okay, so I'm so curious. well, well, the 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 thing that I'm kind of wondering about is this was a they were just they were just far apart on her value and, and the money that that they were going to have to pay her. And Dave wrote in the Observer, they don't see her like Becky, they don't see her like Charlotte. But unless you were like a million dollars off per year. Why wouldn't you just invest in her and just keep her on your side? And maybe you have to bump the pay of some of the other women in her, you know, in her category, unless the demands were crazy and we don't know what they what they were, or that she's already created a precedent of being able to walk out on them. And if if they give her what she wants, then they're, you know, create then then that shows other talent how to do it and how to get their way. Maybe that could be some of it, but I just don't understand WWE being as rich as they are, like being that, I don't know, being that hard on, on her for wanting a few extra bucks. Like, I don't know, man. She She's, it, it just seems like you're allowing something to happen that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't let happen, right? They well, have they, the they, money to, to sign everybody. And now they're they do. possibly creating a moment for AEW. But what's your ROI? You know, that's how they see it. Remember, a year ago, they started doing that that thing where they have re, they evaluate your value based on, you know, uh, social pop ratings. They have like this whole formula on, on your on your essentially how they determine. It's not like, hey, I want one hundred thousand dollars. Just throw a number. And Vince looks, he's like, yeah, I don't think you're worth a hundred. I think you're more like seventy five. It's more than that. Also. Her management team is involved in the negotiations too, right? She's not just mm-hmm. sitting there by herself. She has an agent. Mm-hmm. She has this. She has that. A lot of the muddiness comes from that. Also, I'm not saying that that's what's happening. But when you look at, you know, why can't they just give her, you know, whatever that money is? Um, maybe, maybe they're just, you know, they don't see the value in her. Which I don't know how you don't, but they they know better than I do. I don't know well, what that what don't. that number was that like, she wanted. I, I feel maybe like they don't. Just... Maybe they don't know. They're just letting history repeat itself, and they're going to lose Sasha her. Would Sasha bring two hundred thousand more people to AEW? Uh, probably not, but it just creates that moment, right? And WWE is all about creating moments, and they're just creating the moment for the other company. If it By happens, way, this we, is don't know, we don't know. We don't know that's happening. Sasha's three years younger than Bianca, and six years younger than Charlotte. That's that's worth something. Yeah, that is worth something. She, she's a great young talent in that company that's been there that that's in their system and they're they're willing to let her go there's something there she's 30 
according to Wikipedia. Wow. Yeah, she has all, she has another she has as long as she wants still in her career. You know. This is her prime. Yeah. But you know, Garrett, they they handled her really weird the last couple of years also. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm sure not, not she, she she she's cold, shown she she has shown that she understands her value maybe more so than some of the other talent who won't create the same discomfort in the company right like she's standing up for herself and whether you agree with how she did it or, or not like that's besides the point she seemingly sees herself a, as what they want everyone to see themselves as which is a star and, and that came back which to bite they, them a little bit they do have do we have like a little overrun today garrett i, I don't we gotta, we gotta I, i'm guessing out. lance is not doing the show because he's not doing it with brian and so i don't i think we're okay no one has told me okay. that i mean if if we're not i'm sure we'll get a dm here in, in a I'm second i'm sure we will <laughs> we could we, we could go like a minute or two if you want yeah, yeah. Like, look at well, the mandy rose situation right look yes. at the mandy rose situation she wasn't she was not a high paid per- person there and the majority of the women in that company are not paid that that much compared to the men now there's metrics obviously that come at play it's not it's not the a misogynist thing that i'm that i'm bringing up maybe it is maybe it's not i don't know i'm just going based on evaluating a metrics and you know draw your ability to draw but mandy rose she made more money in one day than she did her her year of her wwe salary after she was released Mm -hmm. you know that that's that's embarrassing if i'm the company I would be yeah. embarrassed by that. You mean to tell me that you you invest all this time and effort, and she's a big national, you know, on national TV, and she has to go and sub- subsidize the income with a side job that you end up firing her, and then you find out that she made more money with that side side job than <laughs> than than uh, all year working for you. I mean, I if I if I was WWE, I'd be like, listen, there, there's a problem here. All crossover that, that's fans issue. too, right? They're they have all to be crossover all fans. crossover have fans. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're willing to give the money. They, they, they're, there's a market, right? So she is yeah. a star to some extent. Yeah, I, I find it very fascinating their their structure with this. But you know, Sasha Banks. Listen, you, you opened up a quarter of a million at least with Mandy Rose. I mean, maybe you could come back and renegotiate. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Very uh, maybe they come back to the bargaining table. Uh, you yeah. know, but at the same time, uh, you know, maybe she doesn't have the same people behind her. You know, I, I always thought that that she and Triple H seemed like Triple H really, uh, you know, would go to bat for her. But maybe, maybe that for relationship who? isn't isn't what it what for who it Sasha? Like. Yeah. I think the way that the way that it played out uh, affected a lot of the the friendliness. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, especially because he's now has a bigger role there. So yeah, and you um, yes, yeah, just you also have to make an example. You can't be the guy that everybody comes running back to, and you give them everything you want. Also, you know. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know what's going through his head, but you know, he has a lot on his plate right now. Absolutely. Matt Riddle suspended. You know. Ooh. Or not? Uh, yeah, or not? Yeah, or not? You know? Um. Yeah. No, it's big. It's it's crazy stuff, man. You uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there, and uh, but like we said, that there's a lot of positive things going on as well. So I just I just hope that Vince isn't doing any shenanigans to 
try and get back because he does, he does too many mustache and well yeah well he did, if he if he tries too hard we may start to see all kinds of other stuff come out through the wall street journal <laughs> like man you know what who is the leak that's what i want to know who's calling the wall street journal all the time you well, know what you, fascinating you know a little tidbit here little this was the most fascinating thing you know the original report of of the friend that called right the yes. friend that contacted the board I, uh, to me, this was, this stood out. Uh, it was, it wasn't, I thought it was a female friend. The way that like the, the, the story initially sounded to me, it wasn't, it's a male that called. Hmm. That's or, sticking, or up for, sticking up for the, for the woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a guy that, that, that reached out over and over again. Yeah. Not once. So I found that like another piece to this crazy situation over there yeah you know you you know i think we would have already figured out who was the leak uh but unfortunately he passed away it would have been uh the same guy who who discovered the undertaker versus undertaker thing leslie nielsen leslie nielsen is the one he was hot on the case he would have figured it out yeah so that was a plot for naked gun the next naked gun movie (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) uh what a gem that guy was uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get out of here. Happy holidays to everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us for a couple extra minutes here. I didn't I didn't get any angry DMs from Lance, so I think we're in the clear. no no. Did you? Well, he did say he was very concerned that I was sick, and he was sending me very nice messages all weekend. Oh, okay, so, so that was nice. You're on the, the first time right an ECW now. legend. Uh, you know, normally it's them threatening to murder me or kill me. But <laughs> this is a nice one. Uh, all right, happy holidays to everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, we're are we we're coming back next week? That's yeah, the plan. Man. Okay, that's the plan. All right, all right. So we'll be back next week. Uh, so for Andrew, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out.